We're going live. Nope. We'll do it live. This is the Come On Man podcast. And here's your host, Paul Bauer. Good morning, guys. It's Friday. It's the end of the week. Who's got fun and exciting plans this weekend? I'm going to be streaming like crazy this weekend. Or at least tomorrow, anyway. <laughs> you guys are going to get sick of this ugly bug this Saturday. Uh, Nurse Chick will be off taking motorcycle classes. And so I'll be keeping myself busy with Rule Zero. I'm going to be on the Dragon Ship with Thor. Um, I'll be returning to the Command Confidence podcast as well, uh, hosted by Robert James. He invited me back, so why not? Why not? What else do I got going on? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, Nurse Chick started her motorcycle classes last night. So by Sunday, she should have her little piece of paper to take to the DMV to get her, her official endorsement. And then she and I could start a, a, a gun running gang. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh man. The crow flies straight. Anyway. Uh, that was a sons of anarchy reference guys. Sons of anarchy. Anyway. So I'm trying something um, new in the, ch in the chat today. Um, I've set the chat to subscriber only mode. So I noticed some of the bigger channels doing that. And I'm hoping that by doing that, I get more subscribers. You know what I mean? Like one thing that you guys should learn uh, is that you want, if you, if there's someone doing something that you want to be doing, do what they do, <laughs> right? If the bigger channels that have like a hundred thousand subscribers set their, their live streams to subscriber only mode, it's probably for a reason, right? So trying that out today. So uh, for you guys that are in the chat right now, thank you for subscribing. I appreciate it. Uh, like Pearl says, if you've watched more than, than two of my videos without subscribing, we got beef. <laughs> oh, man. What's your take on Pearl, guys? Let me know. Let me know either in the live chat or, or in the comments below. Um, I've, I've never talked to her, so I really don't have a firm opinion about her. I, I only know like what I hear, you know, but you take all that kind of stuff with a grain of salt. You know what I mean? All right. But that's not what today's topic is. No, this stream is going to be about, uh, it's going to be for you guys who are getting ready to go through divorce. Uh, I'm going to tell you what to expect basically. Right. Uh, so when my now ex-wife filed, I found it immensely helpful to talk to my uncle Johnny uh, because he went through divorce back when I was a kid. You know, my, and, and I couldn't go to my dad about it. My my parents are still together. You know, they're miserable. <laughs> they're miserable, but but they're still together. So I couldn't go to my parents about it. They they've they've never experienced it. So I went to my uncle Johnny. Like, hey, what 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 happened? You know what how did it go and stuff like that? And I think his divorce was pretty amicable, but still, um, he also had some, uh, some of his daughters went through divorce and he talked about their experience, right. Um, which we'll get into, which we'll get into. It's a, uh, that's pretty fascinating, but it's not all bad. It's not all bad. I know there are a lot of horror stories out there about divorce and that could happen depending on your soon to be ex-wife. But not all divorces are a complete dumpster fire. All right. They certainly don't have to be either if you aren't constantly trying to screw each other over. 
right? And get some kind of imaginary retribution, right? That I think that's that's the biggest thing. People are always trying to stick it to each other in divorce. And if you can avoid that that childishness, uh, it'll go much smoother, okay? You know, have some dignity. <laughs> I always say the best revenge is to just be successful. Don't worry about what they're doing. Just live your best possible life. And then when they look back on, on you, like on Facebook or whatever, and they just see that you're just absolutely killing it out there. That's the best revenge you could ever possibly have. Like you're, you're just making all the best money you can. You're, you're in the best shape of your life. You're doing cool things. Now you host a men's podcast, <laughs> international men's podcast, you know, whatever, do cool stuff. And that's the best possible revenge ever. Like doing little petty nonsense, constantly filing little, you know, claims against each other and stuff like that. That's just, it's just petty bullshit. You know what I mean? Ah, crap. We're not even at the eight minute mark. I'm going to get demonetized. You guys better send some super chats today. All right. So not to mention if you, if you, if you take this experience, it's a negative experience. If you learn from it, level up, then your life is about to get a whole lot better, right? I know it hurts now. It hurts. Like you're in pain right now. You, you probably were blindsided by it. You never saw this coming. Your heart's broken. You hate all women, right? <laughs> your life's about to get so much better. It really is. Uh, you just got to like, you got to sort of sit with the pain, experience it. And then eventually you just got to sort of dust yourself off and get back out there, you know? So anyway, before we get into all that, well, we got some we got some chats going on here. We got uh, let's see here. OK, so Ted says uh, I've only seen one episode of Pearly thing, so I don't have much of an opinion. OK, that's fair. Um, let's see. I like some of Pearl's uh, Pearl's puts puts. I don't know. Takes maybe. <laughs> yeah. Getting divorced is, is hard. If you need help, find someone to talk to. Don't do it alone. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Good. A counselor is good. Thing is about counseling for men though, right? Counseling is all about, I saw uh, Paul Benjamin talk about this uh, in a clip, but counseling is all about getting men to emote, right? Getting you to experience your emotions, right? And that's really how women process things. Men process things by taking action on stuff. Right. So sometimes it's better to get a coach instead of a, a therapist. Okay. In, in that situation. Um, and then in, you, you hire me as a coach, man. Like I'm an excellent person to talk to. I'm a good listener. That was one of the skills I learned after divorce. <laughs> oh yeah. Nathan says I went toxic for a bit, but got out there and, and changed your life. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. There's, Man, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Uh, before we do, though, let's do the let's do the usual housekeeping here. Be sure to like, subscribe, hit those notifications. Right, I'm going to be putting these chats, the live chats, in subscriber only mode. So be sure to subscribe. I'm not doing like I noticed um, with Fresh and Fit because I, I almost never watched their stuff, and this nothing against them. It's just not my normal thing. But but I tuned in Monday for the WWE Championship. <laughs> episode uh and i bought myself a super chat on there because to me like it's like advertising during the super bowl right like they built up this big showdown with with rollo and sneeko and uh and destiny 
And I was like, they're going to have a huge audience. I'm going to buy a super chat, you know? So I bought a super chat for them um, so that I could be in front of 133,000 people. Right. And, uh, and so I was watching that, that episode and, um, and I noticed that they had subscriber only mode. I also noticed that Rich Cooper does that. I also see, um, I think Allie does it pretty frequently. And I think, uh, I think Pearl does it too. And I was like, I got, I got to check this thing out. They have it set. You have to be subscribed for 24 hours though. Mine's, mine's not that strict. <laughs> uh, anyway, drop a comment, sound off in the live, uh, be sure to sound off in the live. That really helps these live streams go by smoother, I think. And then if you watch the replay, drop a comment below. That helps us in the algorithm. Follow me on social media. The links are in the description. Uh, get on the Patreon. You can join for as little as 10 bucks. And like I just said before, therapy is not always the best option for men because men don't necessarily work through things by trying to process our emotions, right? We usually work through things by taking action on stuff. So coaching is sometimes a better option. So uh, if you just want some kind of life coaching, how to navigate the divorce, right? Life after divorce, get on the Patreon. I have one spot left in my premium tier. So jump on that. It's actually really affordable. It's more affordable than any therapist you'll find. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. I am not charging it up. Uh, send some super chats, guys, uh, or super stickers. That supports the show more than anything else. Uh, we often get demonetized just because of the the, the topics. Uh, get on the email list, list.comeonmanpod.com. I'll send you some free stickers. And then if you like those designs, they're available in coffee mugs as well. And hats. Mm. Your coffee tastes better in one of these mugs. That supports the show as well. You can get uh, merch at merch.comeonmanpod.com. And then finally, check out my Practical Law of Attraction course. This will help you too, right? You're When you're going through divorce, I mean, you just, everything just seems like chaotic and crazy and like life's out of your control. And what you'll find <clears throat> is that largely your life is absolutely 100% in your control. And it all comes down to your mindset. And my course will teach you how to reprogram your subconscious mind to take better control of your life, right? You'll set goals. You'll actually sit down and write out what you actually want your future to look like, what kind of things you want in it, you know, and it's not just women, right? It, it's, it could be your health. It could be your, your finances. You literally just write out a map for your life and then focus on what you want your life to look like. And, when, and we get what we focus on in our life right? Most of the time we're all focused on what we don't want. Like crap happens. We just sit there and think about how crappy it is. Right. And we just keep getting more of it. It's like, it's like a spiral, especially during negative times, like your divorce. This will teach you how to take back control of that. So let me play a commercial for that. And then uh, we'll go ahead and get started today. Are you struggling to find a good quality woman? They are very rare indeed these days. If you spend any time at all watching content in the men's podcast space, or you spend time on dating apps or going out to clubs, you're seeing low quality promiscuous women. You're finding women with daddy issues and personality disorders or a myriad of other red flags and you are frustrated. I get it brother, but what if I were to tell you that the reason why you're only seeing these types of women is because of your mindset, because of your paradigm. We get what we focus on in life and you have trained your mind to focus on the type of women that you don't want. So those are the types of women that keep showing up for you again and again. Let's change that mindset today. 
If you're a guy looking to attract high quality, submissive women into your life, then I've got the perfect solution for you. And let me tell you, brother, it's all about mindset. That's right, you've got to reprogram your thinking to focus on the type of women you do want. That's where my Practical Law of Attraction course comes in. It's packed with proven psychology-based techniques that will help you manifest your dream woman. Trust me, you won't find this stuff anywhere else. Explained in such a simple, easy to use way. And let me tell you, when you start using these methods, you'll be amazed at how quickly things start changing for you. Picture this, you're out on the town, feeling confident and magnetic. All the women are drawn to you like moth to a flame. And best of all, you're attracting the type of women that are submissive and high quality. It's not that they weren't there before, that you weren't aware of them before. My course will teach you how to be more hyper aware of the kind of women that you actually want. It will teach you to believe that you're the most attractive man around. And when you believe it, you'll carry yourself that way. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for my course today. Visit loa.comeonmanpod.com. That's loa.comeonmanpod.com. Start living the life you've always dreamed of. Don't miss out on this opportunity to up your game and find the woman of your dreams. The law of attraction is nothing without action. So what are you waiting for? Act now. Act now, guys. Uh, get $100 off with code MAYMINDSET for the entire month of May. Lee Cross says, love the content, Paul. And I love you, random citizen. Just kidding. Actually, guys, Lee is hilarious, man. Lee is, uh, he's a stand-up comic. He's got a, he's got a hilarious uh, YouTube, or I'm sorry, TikTok channel. He might have YouTube. Do you have YouTube channel too, Lee? Eh. Anyway, he puts his stuff up on uh, TikTok a lot. I follow him. He's he's hilarious. Oh, let's see here. Nathan. Let's see. Let's see. Nathan's in the chat. Blake says that he got a separation two years ago and and he dusted off. He's not getting back. Uh, let's see. Not getting back on unless it's a motorcycle, which now I own too and live on the beach. So you're uh, you're going MGTOW, huh, Blake? You're getting on a motorcycle. Just going MGTOW. I hear you, man. I'm not. I'm not going to ever tell a guy, oh, no, 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 this was just a one-off. You should get married again because, you know, statistics show, right, 70% of marriages these days end in divorce. That's first marriages. And then it's an even higher percentage for second marriages, <laughs> you know? It's like guys just don't learn, you know, what the, what they needed to learn the first time, you know, especially the fact that you should not get the government involved in your relationships. It's just not there's just no benefit there's zero benefit for men to do that so uh we got a super chat too my man nathan uh been through everything in family court yes uh we are finally past that eight minute mark so let's do this oh here's this Ooh, the math. Yeah, you sent me uh, you sent me a DM talking about like all the crap that you've been through. So yeah, some guys some guys have it bad, right? Like their ex wives, uh, like for whatever reason, get really vindictive. They start accusing you of everything under the sun. Oh, he abused me. It's emotional abuse. It's largely it's nonsense. And what what a lot of guys do is they get defensive during divorce. And uh, what when, we'll talk about some of this, right? But largely. If they can't prove anything, don't sweat it. Okay. <laughs> if there's no, like, so one thing that my ex-wife used to do is she used to, uh, she would like accuse me of, of abuse, right? Because she wanted to get full custody of the kids. So it's a tactic that women use, right? They, they, they do that. They'll have people come in and talk a bunch of crap about you. But it, my lawyer was like, 
uh, when we went to mediation, she was making these claims and uh, my lawyer's like, oh, well, is there any evidence of that? Like, are there any police or arrest records of that? And then, and she was like, oh, well, no. And he's like, okay, well then it's hearsay. And, um, <laughs> you know, just sort of dismissed it. So anyway, a lot of guys like just like they, they get accused of stuff like that and they immediately go on the defensive. It's like, mm, let your lawyer do his job. You know, um, we'll talk about that. So, so you just found out that your wife of however many years is suddenly unhappy and she's filing for divorce. Now what? Now what? Mm. Ted. 499 super chat donating for the algorithm. Man, I appreciate that. You get you get you get this. Like club. Four, 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 I appreciate that, man. That helps out. Yeah, so I had a I had a shipmate of mine. Uh a shipmate of mine reached out to me and he's like, Hey man, my I just I have a friend. He he just found out that his uh his girls you know, filing for divorce. What do you have an episode on like what to expect and, 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 you know, what, what can I, I send him to? And I was like, I actually don't have an entire episode dedicated to this. <laughs> and I was like, good thing. I don't have a topic for Friday. I guess I'll make that my topic. So that's, that's where I got the idea for this. And I was like, you know, everybody's divorce is different. Everybody's divorce is different. So I could really only talk to uh, basically what, to expect based on my experience with divorce and then just some things to think about. Right. Um, he also asked me what book, what books he should read. I highly recommend reading the rational mail. I recommend reading the rational mail, but I, if you're really in a negative state, if you're really in a negative state right now, read the, read the paperback version of it. Don't, <laughs> Don't listen to the audiobook version of it. I know a lot of guys, and Ryan Ryan hates like when uh, when people say this, but um, so Sam Botta was the Sam Botta was the uh, the the voice talent for the first uh, three books, and and, and Sam Botta is a good guy, and and him reading the books actually, you know, I guess he got into a really nasty accident or whatever, and the 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 proceeds of the book actually go to help out his medical, you know, so he's a good guy. This isn't a shit on Sam, <clears throat> but the tone of his voice, right? And, and, and Ryan's like, oh, that's not what women say, right? That you're, I don't like your tone. Uh, but still, it's it's a thing, right? A lot of guys listen to the the voice of Sam Bada in, in reading Rolo's words, and it really comes across as sort of like condescending and, and, and cynical and very negative. So a lot of guys like listen to the audiobook and then they just go completely black pill and they're like, <laughs> women <laughs> uh so but it, but if you read the same book in paperback in your own like you know your own mind it it, it doesn't cr come across as bad and rollo's new uh new voice talent for his uh fourth and, and fifth books like it doesn't cut the, the material doesn't come across negative as at all you know it actually comes across as just very matter of fact and you know this is something to look out for and it's not and not neither good nor bad right so tone actually matters. <laughs> tone matters. Hey, good morning, Ru Rudy. What's up, man? So I highly recommend reading that book because it, it really puts a lot of things into perspective, right? On how women's women operate, right? And it's not, it's neither good nor bad. And you can use this information for your advantage. Okay. It, a lot of guys 
hear the stuff, they hear the red pill stuff, and they go completely to the one side of the spectrum and go go super negative. And you don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. You can still have a happy life, right? With women, and you know, women are women and men are sort of meant to be together. We sort of complement each other's differences, right? So don't let this get you down. I know you're feeling bad right now, but read that book. It'll put things into perspective. And then when you're ready to start getting back out in the dating circuit again, a lot of you, I was this way, a lot of you guys have been out of the game for a long time, right? A lot of you guys been out of the game for 10, 15, 20 years, sometimes 30 years, haven't been dating in a while. Things have changed a little bit, right? You need to, you need to game up again. And so I recommend my Holy Trinity of dating books, which is uh, How to Be a 3% Man by Corey Wayne. I recommend uh, Dating Essentials for Men by Dr. Robert Glover and then uh, uh, Atomic Attraction by Christopher Canwell. You read those three books multiple times over and over again and start practicing that stuff. You'll understand women better. You'll understand game better. And um, things are great that way. I also recommend reading uh, Dr. Robert Glover's No More Mr. Nice Guy. And... Um, Another book from the the Red Pill Forum sidebar that I'm 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 reading right now is called When I When I Say No I Feel Guilty. And that actually teaches you uh, more assertive con uh, conversation techniques. Um, so far, that's a really good book too. It gives you the what he calls the the uh, the assertive Bill of Rights, right? Things like you're allowed to say I don't know, you're allowed to say no, <laughs> stuff like that, right? Oh, you just got 3% in the in the mail today. Hey, when you read that book, okay, this is a tip for you guys out there. When you read that book, pay attention to the 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 chapter on uh the the gal who's trying to sell Corey radio advertising. Okay? Pay attention to that story and then go and apply to the 3% Brotherhood group. It's a good group of men. It's I highly recommend finding a good group of men to talk to if you're going through divorce but pay attention to that story in the book because if you go to apply to join the three percent brotherhood the one of the admin questions is based on that story so if you learn that you can get in the group get in, involved with a good group of men that are all helping each other level up oh uh, let's see yes after you learn female nature you can use it to your advantage damn right Yes, positivity goes a long way. That's what my law of attraction course really a lot of that's about. <clears throat> a lot of that's about getting your mind more into a positive mindset because the more positive you think, the more positive experiences you have in your life. It's a lot, a lot your happiness is between the ears. I had a a torpedo man uh in the navy tell me that once. He's like, "Happiness is between the ears, man." You know, it's like it's whatever you you uh, think about it. Okay, so let's talk about my divorce, man. <clears throat> so my ex, my ex-wife, how I found out I was getting divorced was uh, my ex-wife packed up the kids, and then uh, she packed up all of her crap. She told me that she was going to go visit her sister who was sick in the hospital, and she's bringing her kids with her. That was not un unusual, so I was like, okay, well, all right, we'll we'll see you when you get back. She drove them five hours away to Denver. A lot of people think I live in Denver. I don't. I live five hours away from Denver. Yes, I'm in Colorado. Colorado is not Denver. Denver is in Colorado. Okay. Don't, don't know if you knew that. 
And uh, so she drove them five hours away to Denver. And then she calls me and she said that she filed for divorce on the way out of town. She's got the kids and she's not coming back. Right. Can you imagine hearing that? You're like all of a sudden you're like, what the hell? She also, I immediately, like what she told me that too, I went and checked my bank account. And uh, at that time we had just sold our house. We had, man, we had like 10 or $20,000 in the, in the bank. And we were going to use that to put down on a new house. She took half of it. She just took, she just took half of it immediately out of the account. Luckily she didn't take all of it. Some, some women would, would have swindled you and take, take it every penny. She at least left me half. <clears throat> so she took half, ran to Denver, took the kids. And um, man, the kids was the scariest part. Yeah, joint bank account, never again. I will never do that again with a woman, never. Mm -mm. No, I'll have my account, she'll have her account. And then if we are living together, because I'm not getting married, <laughs> right? And we'll talk about that too, uh, you know, common law states and stuff like that. But if we're ever living together again, if I ever decide to go that crazy, separate banking accounts and maybe a joint account for bills, right? You pay your half, I pay my half, right? That's how that's how I would do that. Never joint bank accounts again. Never again. Yeah, Denver is liberal, Colorado. The state is great. That yeah, yeah. Western Slope, we're still we're still out here, you know, free fighting the Indians out here. <laughs> Oh man. So she took half the money from the sale of the house, but the, the kids was the scariest part, right? She basically kidnapped them. Um, and I didn't know if I would, if, or when I was ever going to see them again, right? This was on a Saturday too. So I couldn't call a lawyer or anything until the following Monday, right? Like there's certain things like there's certain days, like if it, if it would have happened on a Wednesday, okay, no problem. I'm calling the, I'm calling the lawyer the next morning. Cause men want to take action, right? If, if there's something you can be doing right now, you should be doing it. That's the way I look at it, right? And if you can't be doing it right now, why worry about it? I was not in, of that mindset at that time. I was just sitting there just worrying about it for the entire rest of that weekend. And it was just like, dude, it was in my heart, right? Like my stomach like sank. Like I felt sick, right? Oh my God, I, I might lose my children here. That's scary feeling, you know? So... I couldn't do anything about it till the following Monday. Um, and that, you know, so that left a, a day and a half of me being in my head about it. You know, lots of fear of the unknown, lots of anger, um, lots of like, what could I have done better? You know, all that. So beating myself up, just all the, the whole, you know, spectrum of emotions going on right there. Then my mom suggests having me talk to my uncle, my uncle Johnny. Um, so we invited him over and that was a good, that was a good experience, right? That gave me some action, gave me something to do, right? So she calls my uncle, uh, we invite him over and he told me how his divorce went back uh, when he was getting divorced, back when I was a kid. And then he also talked about some of his daughter's divorces, right? That's when he recommended that I hire a lawyer, right? I hire, he said, <laughs> he recommended that I hire a lawyer in Grand Junction named Stephen Leish. Okay, Leish. Uh, and I, so at the time, he worked for the law firm of Griff, Larson, Leish, and Wright. And so I, I, uh, my uncle said that Leish was his daughter's ex husband's lawyer. And he said, he, he goes, Leish was an absolute shark, just made his daughter look like complete garbage in court. 
And he's like, he didn't have to pay her a dime. He goes, you get that son of a bitch. You get that guy. And I was like, okay. So I called up, you know, Griff Larson, Lation Wright. And uh, they put me in touch with Harry Griff, who was one of the other partners, right? Griff Larson. So he put me in touch with Harry Griff, who uh, he was one of the partners. He was actually the family attorney. Leish was really a criminal defense attorney, right? Which is probably why he was able to make her look like complete garbage in court, because that's what criminal defense attorneys are good at, right? And uh, so Leish was a little more chill because he was a family attorney. Um, and so when we went to go meet him, he was like, why did Leish do that? He goes, Leish doesn't, Leish does criminal defense. And then he goes, you know what? He goes, he goes, I don't know anything about that case, but I guarantee that your, your cousin's, uh, ex-husband probably had some kind of criminal, um, charge against him, probably like, you know, accused of battery or, or something like that. And so he hired Leish and Leish was just like, all right, I'll just take, I'll just take care of all of it. Right. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 Lawyer firm names always have some awesome names in them. I know. Right. So, so Griff, Griff wasn't, I wouldn't call Griff a shark, right? He wasn't all about trying to make my ex-wife look like shit or anything. Right. But he was a tactician he was playing chess the whole time. Um, a lot of what he would would say and would stick in my craw is like, oh, we're trying to find it. We're trying to make it fair and equitable. It's all got to be about fair and equitable. <laughs> and you're like, there's nothing fair and equitable about this, right? She's a grown-ass woman. She wants to be on her own. Go be free, little birdie. Why do I have to take care of you? You know, I, like you want to get away from the nest, fine. Like you're on your own. But that's not what the law says, right? So one of the things that he told me was because I was pissed at him one day, right? I was just, I was, I was not really pissed at him. I was just mad at the situation, but I'm like yelling and screaming on the phone. And he, he, he was just very cool with me, you know? And, and he goes, he goes, you know, you got to understand that your beef is not with me. Your beef is with the legislature. He goes, we, we just have to work with this, you know? And but he had a plan the whole whole time. So uh, if you get a good attorney, like trust, sort of sort of trust them a little bit, right? I would say um, <laughs> as best you can, as best you can. There's some not very good attorneys out there, but what's happening in the moment with attorneys, right? Sometimes their hands are tied based on the the legislature. So is sometimes uh, there's really not much you could do, right? So for instance, the 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 alimony thing. In the state of Colorado, my my uh, at the time they were just implementing a new alimony law, and my my ex wife is a tactician also, so she was studying up on this stuff. Like the the whole idea of moving back to Colorado was her escape plan, really. In hindsight, that's what it ended up being, and um, and so she was studying up on the alimony laws here, and she found that there was going to be a new alimony law kicking in. Uh, January of when did she file? She filed in 2014. So January 2014, a new alimony law was was being was going into place, and she waited until January 1st to file so that she could take advantage of that. And once when a state has a formula like that, if one person wants money, they're getting money. They're getting money. There's there's no way out of it, right? Unless um, sometimes you can uh, have it put in a prenup. 
you know, to exclude stuff like that. But a lot of the times too, the prenups get thrown out, right? They're, they're really not worth the paper they're printed on half the time. Uh, so the best thing you could do if you decide to get divorced is really try to like put all your assets into some kind of trust, right? Um, and if you can afford it, if you make over, if you have a, over a million dollars in assets, get an offshore trust. <laughs> I have a whole episode on offshore trust if you guys want to go back and watch that. That's fascinating stuff. Um, okay. So I called Griff. Uh, he told me to go to the courthouse and serve myself. Okay. Don't, he, he, so he says, um, uh, we'll get into that, but, but do yourself a favor. If something crappy is happening like this, where like they take their kids and run lawyer up immediately lawyer. up. Don't wait for them to do anything like lawyer up right then. Right. Um, Costs roughly $300 an hour uh, at the least, at a minimum, $300 an hour. Uh, and then you usually have to pay them some kind of retainer up front. So several thousand dollars up front. And then they charge at the rate of $300 an hour towards that uh, retainer. And then you just periodically have to replenish the retainer. Okay, that's how, that's how that usually works. Uh, you don't want to be, try to be your own lawyer right? You will get absolutely fucking decimated, especially if she has a lawyer. Okay. You will get absolutely decimated. Don't try to out lawyer a lawyer. <laughs> okay. All right. Get a, get a, get a good attorney. Um, the only caveat I'll say to that is if you and her are just super cordial, right? Uh, and you, just agree to go your own ways. Neither of you guys are trying to stick it to each other. You you could probably get away with not hiring an attorney and just doing everything with like legal zoom or, or, you know, otherwise, uh, otherwise if that's not the case for you, get a pro, right? It's expensive, but at the end of the day, right? 10 years from now, it's going to be absolutely worth the money. Absolutely worth it. Right. Don't also don't rush to compromise and settle things, right? A lot of men get screwed over this way. A lot of men just want it over with. They think that, oh, if I just give it, you know, fine, whatever. You want the house, just take the house. I just, you know, I, I just don't want the house. I want my peace, right? No, no. If you do that, you're just going to continue to get screwed. She's going to continue to take, take, and take. And it'll, it'll be like a never-ending flow of stuff. So don't don't be so rushed to compromise. Um, and don't also, don't go out of your way to try to screw the other person either, right? It just prolongs everything, makes the whole process unnecessarily painful costs you more money in the long run because the longer you draw out this process the more you're paying your lawyer right you sort of want this over quickly so doing little petty fucking digs at each other and filing little stupid complaints with each other every other week it just prolongs the process right it's unnecessary yeah it's yeah marathon not a sprint literally every guy i know that's gone through divorce yeah yeah, man. And it's, it's not over quick, right? Uh, my, my divorce took 11 months. It took 11 months to finalize, which for a lot of people is fast. I think, uh, Nathan in the, in the chat here said it, it was like two years of fighting, right? <clears throat> yes. Oh, good, good, uh, good advice, Rudy. My company offers prepaid legal services. Um, so yeah, you can sometimes like for 25 bucks a month, I highly recommend doing that after my, after doing this with my, my attorney and paying this much money. Um, one thing I do, cause I have a concealed carry permit is I, I pay for USCCA, 
I'm a USCCA member. That way, if I ever have to use my gun in self-defense and some some liberal attorney wants to make a name for themselves and and you know try to try me for manslaughter or something like that, they'll provide me an attorney. It's worth 30 bucks a month to not have to pay gobs of money out the ass to, to, to defend myself in court. And then, yeah, like Rudy said, there are a lot of companies offer prepaid legal services. Usually it's like 20 bucks a month. It's totally worth it, man. Cause then you can immediately, you immediately have someone you can call when you have something like this. Um, I do that. I, I, I signed up for mine <clears throat> because, <laughs> because when you go through a divorce and it finalizes, it's not over. It's not over. My ex has taken me back to mediation uh, once a year after everything was finalized. And then she took me back to court uh, back in 2020 to get more to get more uh, child support out of me. Right. So I I have uh, prepaid legal services so I could contact them and, and let them do the fighting for me. You know, I can have representation and it's like way cheaper to do that than than have to pay uh an attorney you know uh directly <clears throat> so man um so my lawyer recommended serving myself <clears throat> otherwise out here on the western slope what they'll do is you file for divorce someone has to serve you those papers and usually what they'll do is they'll have the sheriff's office do it if you don't have anybody specific to serve you papers, the sheriff's office will do it, but it'll take like, you know, a week or two out. My lawyer's like, no, nah, just go down to the courthouse, tell them that you want uh, to serve yourself and they'll just give you the papers and, and, you know, stamp it that you've been served. And, uh, and he says, you know, waiting around to get served puts you at a disadvantage. Like just go down there, get the paperwork. Now, you know what you're, what you're working with. Right. So go down, don't wait around, go down to the courthouse, serve yourself. Um, <clears throat> so I went to go, so I, I went and got my papers. I went to go see my attorney uh, and he looked at everything. So there was the new alimony formula that just kicked in. She wanted the max, right? She was also asking for full custody of the kids. So Griff said that, you know, women who do this have no clue what they're asking for. Right. A lot of women are, are immediately like, I want full custody of the kids. Right. A lot of men do the same thing. Now you're like both fighting to say like, oh, no, no, I, I want to have them all the time. You get to see them on weekend, bitch. Right. <laughs> That's not a good way of doing things <clears throat> for like whoever gets the kids all the time. You might think that's great, but you can never fucking do anything. You can't live your life. Right. Because you're you're just at you're you're at the beck and call of these kids. If you ever want to go out and do something fun, you have to find accommodations. It's just it's just not a good idea. Right. I don't think um, unless you're, I mean, unless your your ex is uh, somehow abusive. Right. But uh, but all of us guys, we're all emotionally abusive, aren't we? We're all emotionally abusive narcissists. That's what the women say. So, of course, they need to get the kids full time, don't they? Uh, I would say, yes, serving yourself does help with the mental exhaustion process. Cause you're not wondering, right? There's no, no fear of the unknown. You're just like, let's, let's go take care of it. Let's see what she's, what she's doing. Right. I, I would say so. So women have no clue what they're asking for. That's what he said. Uh, you go, they have zero free time uh, to themselves and they usually end up absolutely miserable, right? These are the single moms out there that you find on dating apps that have no time to date and they have a hard time finding babysitters, but they're, 
they're looking for love, aren't they? <laughs> Sorry, ladies, you should have you should have done 50-50 with your ex. That way you has you have a little time to yourselves. You know what I mean? So anyway, she was asking for that, but I work from home and my parents live nearby. So I had a better support system and flexibility. And he said the court doesn't automatically give kids to moms, you know, at least not in the Western Slope of Colorado. There's other, other states are different, but on Western Slope of Colorado, he's like, no, they don't do that. They look at, they really are trying to do what's in the best interest of the kids and what makes the most sense out here. Um, so you know, it really also depends on the parenting situation, right? Like, so a lot of guys out here on the Western Slope of Colorado work on the oil rigs. So if a dad works on the oil rigs and he's gone half the time, he he won't have a, a strong case for 50-50 or even full custody, right? Because he's not around. So in the the, the courts are, are not going to give you your kids if you're if you are gone three months at a time. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you have to be realistic about some of this stuff too. Um but yeah, I, I was just in a, just the perfect position though. I worked, I worked from home and I had like, my, my parents are like right up the road, just made, like, I didn't have to pay for, for daycare when my kids were little at all. I would, uh, especially in the summertime, that's when things are difficult, right? Summertime, I would <clears throat> bring my kids over in the morning to my parents' house, drop them off. They would do like arts and crafts with, with grandma all day, all morning. I would come back, do, you know, do work for, for my day job. And then for lunch, I go in and hang out at my parents' house and have lunch and spend time with my kids. I got, it was actually a, 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 an amazing blessing having this divorce because I got to spend so much time with my kids because, you know, I, like I was, I was fortunate enough to work uh, from home. And so I could actually go do that kind of stuff. I could sneak away and go to like my kids, uh, you know, dads with donuts breakfasts and stuff like that at school. You know, I, I, got to spend a lot of time with my kids. And I think like, I look back on it, like the, the, the divorce itself was an absolute blessing, absolute blessing. <clears throat> Single moms always have snacks. You, you gotta be careful with that. You gotta be careful. with that. <laughs> okay. So, uh, alimony, right. You can't fight the formula. So, so if your state has a formula, you can't, <clears throat> you can't fight it. If you guys can't negotiate something, the lawyers or the 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 judge is going to go by the formula, 100% of the time, because that's what the law says. So, uh, what, do we, what do we got here? I think I got myself screwed up. Let's see. Da, 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 da. I can't fight the formula. So, if she wants money, she's getting money, right? So, the only thing you can do is negotiate down. So, my attorney, what during mediation was able to negotiate her down from seven years. Cause it, the formula here is half the time of the marriage. So we were married for 14 years. So she was entitled to seven years of alimony. He negotiated her down to five. And then he said, okay, the first two years we'll pay you the max, uh, well, the max that we form, we came up with based on the formula. And then, uh, and then the next years after that is step down. <clears throat> right. He also, uh, Let's see here. Do I have it on here? Oh yeah. We'll talk about alimony, more alimony here in a minute. So how did I get her to bring my kids back? <clears throat> so, so Griff, my attorney said, uh, you know, she had no place here. He's like, you have to put yourself in her shoes. You have to put yourself in her shoes, man. He's like, she has no place here. She has no support system here. Her family's over in Denver. It's not over here. Um, 
So he goes, what you're going to have to do in order to get your kids back is you're either going to have to file a petition with the, the court here to transfer the divorce over to Denver, and then you move to Denver. That's what, that's an option. Otherwise you can have her come back, offer to rent her a place, offer to put food on her table until we get this process finalized. Right. So I, I presented those two options with her. And so she opted to come back here and finish out the process. So I was literally renting two houses <laughs> for quite some time, like for about, for about 11 months. Uh, actually, no, let's see here. Yeah. For about 11 months, I was renting my house and her house at the same time and putting food on her table. The funny thing about that is renting her a house and then putting food on her table was actually less expensive than the alimony. Alimony plus child support. Child support was a drop in the bucket. Uh, alimony was outrageous. So I really like that. <laughs> I really like that. And then all that kind of money, like a lot of guys are like, what the, what the hell? Uh, they take that into consideration though, when they calculate the alimony and like how much you owe and stuff like that. So that got factored in later. Man, I got all the junk in my throat today. So uh, let's see here. <clears throat> so let's see, how did I get the kids back? Right. So, so I rented her a place. And then when we went to the, to the initial hearing, <clears throat> she did not have a lawyer yet. I had a lawyer. So my attorney, so this is why I say you can't fight an attorney because uh, attorneys are crafty. They're really good at, at uh, persuasion and getting the judges to work with them. And if you don't have another uh, attorney to fight that attorney, they will, they will roll you. They will steamroll you. Right. So my attorney, he recommended a 50, 50 custody arrangement, you know, just during the separation, just during the separation. Right. Wife agreed to that. Uh, so this set a precedent for the, the first, those, those 11 months while we were separated, waiting for finalization, it set a precedent for when we went to mediation several months later that we said, well, we're already doing this. It's working pretty well. The kids are, are doing pretty good. He's already showed that he can, you know, he could take care of the kids fine on his weeks and stuff like that. So she, she, she had less of an argument to say, no, no, I need the kids full time. He's not a good dad. <laughs> right. <clears throat> my lawyer was playing chess, uh, alimony. <clears throat> God bless. <clears throat> she was asking for max. She was asking for max. So I had to pay, uh, to have a vocational assessment done on her. Uh, that cost me 700 bucks to show the court how much she could potentially make with her education and experience. Right. So, so even a wife that doesn't work, can be imputed a higher income based on her potential to earn, right? So that reduces your alimony based if you have a, a state that that does a formula. So she argued that she could only make minimum wage because she was a stay-at-home mom for so many years, right? Minimum wage for her would maximize the amount of alimony she could get based on the formula. So what we did was we paid 700 bucks to have this guy interview her. I had all this information, right? I had like her tax records for the last, like that, that went back to uh, her last job and showed how much she actually could make, which was way more than minimum wage. Uh, we had uh, a resume that she was actually working on. She saved it to my computer. So we had like her resume talking about all of her experience and stuff. 
right? I had all that stuff to give to this guy. He actually interviewed her and then came up with this assessment saying, no, no, she could at least make X amount of dollars. And uh, so we used that in mediation to uh, as leverage. You know, we're like, we're not, we, we disagree that, that you should get the max because you could be making more. We have this report. And if you want to take it to court, the judge will look at, will take this into consideration. So we use that report basically to negotiate her down from the seven years to five years. And then the, the step down after that. Right. So my lawyer also slipped into our agreement that, uh, that I could claim both kids on my taxes every three years. Right. I, Cause you get that, that, uh, uh, you know, George Bush Jr. Uh, child tax break, right? Uh, every two years, I could claim both these kids and get the max amount of return for those kids. Again, he was playing chess with that. She had a lawyer at this point, but he overlooked that. That was funny too, because after after everything was finalized, the first, like the, was it that first year I claimed both kids? And then it was like a couple of years later, after she had already taken me to mediation once again, that she was like, I want to get this changed. And I was like, F you, <laughs> F you. I'm paying you like 20 grand a year in alimony. Like this, I get, this is mine. I, I, I get this. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to help you out, especially after you take me back to court, you know, crazy. Okay. Who gets what? <clears throat> so my wife and I, we, we divvied up our stuff pretty amicably. So, so no issues there, but if you're not amicable, uh, beware of the laws in your state, right? There's community property states that require equal division of assets. So these states are Arizona, California, Idaho, Louisiana, Nevada, New Mexico, Texas, Washington, and Wisconsin. And what that basically says is that if you guys uh, can't work together to divvy things up, the, the state's going to divide everything equally, uh, right? <laughs> everything equally. Uh the rest of the states are equitable distribution states, if I'm not mistaken, um, where if you can't agree, the court decides on what's fair and equitable, right? A lot of the time, it's anything but fair and equitable. <laughs> just, just be forewarned of that. Um, there's common law marriage states too, where uh, if you don't, <clears throat> you don't even have to be have a marriage certificate for the state to consider you married if you live together long enough. Right, and each state <clears throat> has a different threshold for that. But those states are uh, Colorado, Iowa, Kansas, Montana, New Hampshire, South Carolina, Texas, and Utah. So beware of that, right? You don't even have to be married for them to come after you for alimony and division of assets and, and stuff like that. You, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't have it listed here too, but there's certain states where they default to 50-50 custody with your kids as well. So do your own research on that. But there's there's some states that are starting to do that now where, because a lot of states, they sort of, you know, they used to default to the mom gets automatic custody. There's some states that are coming around <laughs> to, to the modern world and realizing that, no, you know, 50-50 is probably the best option for these kids in the search, in the situation. And uh, so they default to that. And then if there's whatever reason a parent can't have them 50% of the time, then, then the court takes that into consideration. Otherwise it's by default. So look that up, like go look into that. I don't think Colorado is a, a default 50, 50 state. 
Yes, don't spend time and money fighting over a couch. Yeah, I I agree with that. <clears throat> pick your battles though. You're like pick your battles with that. So when we were when we were uh, divvying up stuff, I basically gave her like almost almost all of our stuff. The only things I I wanted to keep were the washer and dryer and like our 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 mattress and stuff like that. And uh, man, she got she, I gave her like a lot of stuff, and then I just refurnished my my whole house. The problem with refurnishing your whole entire house is it costs a lot of money. Like I spent I spent about twenty grand just refurnishing all the house, putting new beds in for the kids, buying buying a you know, and I went like real cheap too. I went real cheap at first. I bought a lot of I didn't <clears throat> at that time I didn't know if we were going to pack up and move. Uh, after the divorce was finalized or, or if we were going to stay over here on the Western slope. So I bought a lot of stuff like my desk here. It actually could fold up <laughs> and it's pretty easy to move. I bought a lot of furniture that way. That's easy to move furniture. <clears throat> uh, but we ended up, you know, we've been here for 10 years now. We're, we're not going anywhere. So I bought, I bought more, you know, solid furniture <laughs> since then. Uh, but I ended up like racking up a ton of credit card debt at the time because I had to refurnish everything and uh, I didn't have, I didn't have the kind of savings I have now. I, I hadn't even discovered the Dave Ramsey method yet. Right. It, during this whole process. So um, yeah, <laughs> I had a lot of credit card debt after that. So yeah, it took about 11 months for everything to shake out for me. We finished mediation in November of 2014 and then everything was, was, was actually like pen and paper finalized in January for tax purposes. So it really helped too that the mediator was a former judge, right? Because <clears throat> as a judge, he would often tell, like if she was asking for unreasonable stuff, he would explain to her like, well, hey, you know, as a judge, this is how uh, I used to see cases go. And this is how I would rule, right? And so that helped out considerably too when she was asking for unreasonable shit. It also helped that the that the the former judge was a golfing pal of my attorney. <laughs> so her attorney said that we got to pick which which uh you know which uh mediator to go with. They they left it up to us. And so my attorney basically like picked three of his golfing buddies <laughs> as options. They they ended up picking the judge and um so we went with the we went with the judge and he was cool too. And, and not to say like he was on my side and not on her side, right? Like he, he was really trying to do what was fair and equitable for the most part, but I gotta say it didn't hurt. <laughs> it didn't hurt at all. Um, let's see here. So I, I mentioned before she took me back to mediation a year later, try to get custody of the kids so she could move to Den Denver. She had this bullshit argument that my son couldn't get treatment in Grand Junction. He was having ulcers at the time. He was a young kid. Just He would say, Dad, I have a million needles in my tummy. I have a million needles in my tummy. It took forever to figure out what was going on. <clears throat> so her argument was, oh, well, I have to move to Denver because there's no uh, pediatric gastroenterologist on the Western Slope of Colorado. I have to go all the way to Denver for his medical treatment. I have to have full custody of the kids so I can move over there and do that. Uh, but it was, it was totally bullshit. Right. So I had to, I, at the time I was dating red pill chick, red pill chick worked in the local, uh, medical field around here. She knew everybody in town. Right. And she goes, Oh, there's actually a pediatric gastroenterologist here at St. Mary's hospital. And I was like, get out. She gave me the information for it. <clears throat> so I had to hire and pay 
for two doctors. I had to pay for the doctor in Denver because I was paying like all the medical. I had to pay for the doctor in Grand Junction so I could prove to the court that there was actually medical treatment here, right? So this kind of shit comes up, right? That costs you a lot of money, but it's worth it. It's it's kind of worth it. it it's, it's annoying, but like you have to pay this stuff if you want to keep your kids, right? <clears throat> I, I really feel bad for some of these dads that just, they you know, they don't make that much money and they can't afford to do all this crap, you know, because... Uh, that really will set you back. You know, this, this kind of thing where like having good credit is good. Cause then that'll bail you out. It's even better if you uh, follow the Dave Ramsey model and have an emergency fund for stuff like this. Highly recommend doing that. That's actually more, uh, a more, more smart way to go. <laughs> but I had this, this kind of stuff you can expect, right? This kind of nickel dime bullshit. Right. And so the funny thing is though, the doctor that I hired over here, and th that doctor, she, she, I had to apologize to her too. And I was like, look, I, I hate to put you in this position because she was like, well, if he's already seeing a doctor in Denver, I really like, I don't, you know, I don't really want to do this. And I go, <clears throat> I go, don't worry. We're just going to follow what the doctor in Denver says right now. I just need to establish that there's a medical doctor here in Junction for the courts. Like, I apologize for this. I don't want this to happen either, but this is the position we're in. So she was cool with it. She was the one that actually figured out what was wrong with my son, though. The goddamn doctor in Denver didn't know what was going on. Uh, they they would take uh, stool samples and they would do like, you know, they were scoping him, right? They'd stick a scope down his stomach to see what was going on down there. Could, no one could figure out what was going on. They were like, oh, we think it's stress related. We think it's stress because of the divorce and stuff like that. And I'm like, look at this. My wife's causing all this extra stress <laughs> with the custody battle stuff. Like, I can't believe this crap. Wasn't any of that. What it ended up being was my son has asthma and he had this daily inhaler and this per, this particular daily inhaler medicine. One of the known side effects was it caused ulcers. If you don't like, you know, after you take it, you have to make sure you rinse it all out of your mouth because you end up swallowing some of it. And that was known to cause ulcers. So we, once she, she finally was smart enough to ask the question, like, well, what is he taking a medicine? Like, you know, and we, we said, oh, he takes these inhalers. She goes, she went and looked it up. She goes, that's it. It's that inhaler. So start rinsing your mouth out when you take it. And like they, they gave him this uh, pink stuff that lined his stomach and it cleared up after a couple of weeks. Right. So thank God <laughs> that we found the, the, the doctor in Grand Junction that didn't exist. Right. Um, so that worked out really well. My ex-wife was really humbled by that because she knew she was being a, 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 an epic bitch by doing that, trying to take the kids. So she get what she really wanted to do was go live with her new husband, right? She, uh, she started dating, uh, her, her new, her current husband and he was living in Denver at the time and he didn't want to move over here. So he was trying to get her to move. And in order for her to move, she had to take the kids, right. Or give up custody. Those were her options. She didn't want to give up custody. So she ended up convincing that guy to come over here. <laughs> Sucker. Okay. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, let's see here. She also couldn't just take the kids because I work from home and we've established the 50, 50 already. And you know, my support system here was better. My, my attorney told me, he goes, you getting that 50, 50 was the best thing you could do to prevent her from ever trying to take her kid, your kids again, because it's established right? The courts don't want to ruin something that's working already. And so, uh, what, when we went back to mediation, the, uh, the mediator who again, golfing buddy, 
right? We used him twice. He, he basically told her like, look, you don't have a good enough argument to move to Denver and take the kids. You're welcome to move to Denver, but he's going to keep the kids. That's how that's going to shake out. And she, so she dropped everything. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. She took me back to, back to court in 2020 again to request a salary reevaluation to get more child support out of me since I wasn't paying alimony anymore. Like th this just goes to show you that once you think everything's finalized, you're like, all right, we crossed that line. We finally filed the divorce papers. Like we're done. We can just move on with our lives, do our 50, 50 with the kids and you know, whatever. No, it's not over. Like th they oftentimes come back. You have to expect it. You have to just plan for it. I fully expect. So my daughter is going to age out of child support here in January in Colorado. You have to pay, <clears throat> you have to pay child support until, uh, until they're 19, until their 19th birthday, you have to pay for their entire 18th year. You still have to pay child support. So I guarantee in January when she ages out and it's just me paying child support for my son that she's going to request a salary reevaluation to try to get the max amount of money she can out of my son, which is like, it's to me, it's just absolutely absurd because she's, she's remarried, right? Like, why can't you and your, your new husband run your own household? Like, why am I subsidizing your household over there? Right. That's pathetic to me. If I was a guy that was uh, married to a gal and she was doing that, I would be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Right. Honestly, I wouldn't even be with a chick like that because that's a huge red flag to me because that tells me like, oh, you're just going to you're going to use your ex to subsidize our lifestyle. No, because you'll do the same thing to me. Get out of here. That's that's bullshit. Um so yeah, anyway, there, so I fully expect her to, to come back and try to nickel and dime me out of like for more money here coming at next, next year in January. Mark my words, my, mark my words. If you see on, on uh, a live stream about it. <laughs> oh man. All right. So big takeaways here, guys, doing petty shit will cost you a ton of money because lawyers nickel and dime every goddamn thing. My parents uh, would always be like, oh, you know, she's doing this. She's connected. I know she's doing this to stick it to you, right? That's another thing too is like you get these, these toxic people, toxic relatives in your ear. It's not helpful. <laughs> it's not helpful at all, right? And so my parents were always like, email your lawyer, ask him this. Email your lawyer, ask him this. I was like, you realize that he's char he charges me like, a lot of money just to read my goddamn emails. You realize that but my parents don't realize my mom now realizes it. Cause she hired an attorney to uh, set up a trust for our, we have family property up in Craig and <clears throat> she wants to, they, they want to move it into a trust. And so she, they're working with a lawyer on that. And she's like, this is, this is astronomical. They charge me for this. And I call them and ask them this question. They charge me for I'm like, mom, that's exactly why I, I, I want, I asked you guys to stop telling me to email my lawyer every time you had a fucking question, <laughs> right? No, like no contact from your lawyer is a good thing. Cause he's not billing you. You know what I mean? So, uh, let's see here. Lawyer up. Don't try to do it on your own unless you're both super amicable, right? That's the only time. Otherwise lawyer the fuck up. Like Rudy said, if your company offers prepaid legal, use it, buy it now right? Uh, you want to distance yourself from toxic relatives that talk shit about your ex the whole time. It's not helpful, right? My parents were always thinking my ex was up to no good, trying to, trying to stick it to me. It was toxic as fuck, right? They're just always in my ear like, oh, 
do you, oh, you should stick it to her by doing this, right? Be pet. It's like, it's not helpful at all, right? It's not helpful to your mental state. Get away from toxic fucking people that are talking shit about your ex. It's not going to help you. Uh, and know that your ex has toxic people in her ear too. And hopefully she ignores them, but don't count on it though. So lawyer up, <laughs> lawyer up. All right. Um, and then finally, you've been out of practice on the dating circuit for a long time. Some of you guys are like, I'm done. I'm done with women. This is, this is a fucked up experience. Most of you guys are going to come back around though. You're going to realize like, not all women. <laughs> I look at it like it was an excellent learning experience. You should look at it the same. Just it's an excellent learning experience. You know, move, move forward, move on up. Right. Um, but you're out of the dating dating pool for a long time and you'll find that dating dating kind of sucks at first, right? When you have no game or whatever. So you'll be tempted to try to get her back because it's basically it's low-hanging fruit. Or at least you think it is, right? <clears throat> don't. Just don't. Just don't fucking do that. You know, it's funny. Uh, my friend Benny, God bless him. His business is absolutely taking off. His, his date coaching business is taking off because he realized that a, a, a lot of guys find their way to the space because they're trying to get an X back. So all of his content on TikTok right now is just him talking about how to get your ex back, how to do no contact properly and stuff like that. And he's just raking in people. Just, <laughs> and I'm just like, I can't do that, dude. Like I, I, like I love Benny too. And he does offer good advice, but <clears throat> I can't personally do that. I can't personally like advocate and make my business around that because like that to me, like it, I, I just, I just have moral issues with it. Right. I personally believe in uh, the iron rule of Tomasi number uh, number seven, right? It's always time and effort better spent developing new, fresh perspective women than it will ever be in attempting to reconstruct a failed relationship. Never root through the trash once the garbage has been dragged to the curb, right? Uh, what else does he say about it? Like you're, it's it's dirty, it's messy. Your neighbors see you do it, and and what you thought was valuable is never as valuable as you thought it once was. Or I'm paraphrasing that last part, but that's essentially what it says. That's absolutely true, man. Like you're you're going to do so much better learning from this experience, leveling up, learning, you know, what women actually respond to, you know. Learn from your past mistakes, right? After I learned all this stuff about women, I could go back to that relationship and realize like how many times I fucked up, how many times I didn't maintain that attraction, right? I can't place all the blame on myself. You know, she was obviously a bad actor in some of this, but but you can't change other people. You can only change yourself, right? So I looked at all that stuff like a learning experience. Like, okay, I'm never doing that again. I'm never doing that again. I'm gonna, I'm only gonna do things this way going forward, right? And then you'll find that you can find uh, newer, healthier relationships that won't be as bad. You know, life does get better. Life does get better after this. All right, guys, that's all I have for this episode. Thank you guys for the for sending the super chats. Um, be sure to tune in tomorrow for Rule Zero. John Fitch is hosting. We're going to be talking more about this stuff, but uh, namely girlfriends that try to get alimony. Also, tune into the Dragon Ship right after Rule Zero on Thor's channel. <clears throat> I'll I'll stream that to my channel too, so look out for that. Uh, we're going to be talking about nice guys. Like you can't be a nice guy. You you can be a good guy, but you can never be a nice guy, right? Not a nice guy. <laughs> um, and then uh, after that, 
I'm going to tune uh, tune into the Command Confidence channel as well on YouTube. It's a smaller channel, uh, but I'll be sharing that on my socials. I don't know what uh, we're going to be talking about with that, but uh, he asked me to come back on, so we'll do that. And then finally, tune in on Monday. Aaron Clary is joining me to discuss his dad you never had course. And, uh, you know, Clary is just a funny guy. And uh, it's a it's a, it's a it's a good interview. It's always fun talking to Cappy, man. He, he's got an interesting perspective on stuff. All right. That's all I got, guys. So if you haven't done so already, please like, subscribe, hit those notifications. <clears throat> if you're watching on the replay, drop a comment. Any comment will do. If you're listening on the uh, your favorite audio platform of choice, uh, give us a five-star review. It helps out more than you know. Follow me on social media. The links are in the description. Get on the Patreon, guys. If you're going through a divorce, like you want someone that can help you navigate it in a healthy, mental, uh, a mentally healthy way, join at least tier two. Join at least tier two. You'll have unlimited access to me on Telegram. We can send voice and video messages to each other. You know, we can just send normal text messages. You know, we can we can work through all this together and uh and get you to the other side in a healthy manner um so you don't go like full black pill you know <laughs> that's, that doesn't that's not going to help anybody you know what i mean thanks everybody that sent super chats today i appreciate it get on the email list list.comeonmanpod.com i'll send you some free stickers the stickers are also available as merch as well right i got hats and stuff too uh you can get that at merch.comeonmanpod.com that supports the show as well and then finally Check out the practical law of attraction course, right? LOA.comeonmanpod.com. Things uh, like if you don't take control over your mental state and, and the direction in your life, uh, things tend to just sort of happen to you. This divorce probably just happened to you, blindsided you. That's what happens to a lot of men. Uh, you'll find that you attracted that. You attracted that with your, your mindset, your paradigm, how you carry yourself, your mental attitude. And uh, we can fix that. We can fix that. You can reprogram your subconscious mind uh, and achieve the life that you want on your terms, right? Instead of just things happening to you, you will be actually uh, in control of your life with that. So check out the course, loa.comeonmanpod.com. Get $100 off with code MAYMINDSET for the rest of the month. All right, that's it, guys. Uh, I will see you tomorrow on Rule Zero. This has been the Come On Man podcast. Now, go out and get it.